Welcome, Roman, and thank you so much for joining us today with the FinGen Show. I'm really honored and excited to see you here. Uh, Roman Goldstein runs a cool company, and I am gonna can't wait for him to share with you what he does. And also, we're gonna talk a little bit about your background, what you do. As you know, the goal of this show or talk is really to highlight the journey of an entrepreneur that takes to start and grow a business. And what a great example for us when we have you here today with us. So welcome. Thank you. Thank you. A pleasure to be here. Thank you very much. So maybe just a quick synopsis, like what did uh, Roman do before starting this business and how did you get here? Sure, sure. So uh, um, I was working as a help desk as a help desk technician for for one of uh, one of a pretty large law firms around here, and um, left the job. Tried to get another job, couldn't, and I felt that okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna do something on my own and kind of um, you know started gave it gave it a shot, and here we are. 20, wow. 20 years later. This is amazing. Congratulations. That's a brave move to leave a stable uh, law firm job to, to venture on your own. Thank you. Thank you. It was, uh, my parents were not happy. They were not happy at all. And how long were you in the country for, for you to make that kind of a big move? Sure. So, so we came, uh, my family and I, we came from Russia in, at, the, uh, at the end of 1995. And I was working at the law firm from, from 2000 to 2004, like end of 2000, end of 2004. And that's, that's when I left. So, so I was in the country for just shy of 10 years. I mean, it's not easy enough to be an immigrant, but yet starting a start of business that makes it, uh, you know, trying to climb double the mountains per se. <laughs> that's true. That's true. But, to, but, but to, but to be honest with you, I never, I never looked at me being an immigrant as a, as a handicap. Um, I, I came when I was 13 and, you know, I had an accent. I still have an accent now. I acknowledge that, but I went, I went to school and college and it was just part of my identity. I, you know, I've integrated into the society or I thought at the time that I integrated into the society, looking back, it was a very uh, naive thing of me to think compared to how I'm integrated now, but I just never looked at it as a, as a handicap and just went for it. I love that. I'm so, I mean, I think a lot of people make it a little harder than what it really is. And to your point, if you don't think about it and you just keep going, then it's not a, it's not a big challenge. But if you keep thinking about it, maybe it becomes a challenge because you're creating it somewhat. Not saying that it doesn't exist because it does exist to struggle, but you just keep moving forward without taking the time to think about it. Right, United States is a land of immigrants, and uh, there is I, I, I believe I believe that the time that you know you 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 learn and you work hard, some you know it's it's made for people that want to learn and work hard. In my opinion, this is this is just my opinion. Yeah. I just just kept going, just kept going. That's awesome. So, what is it that you're doing now? I mean, it's 20 years later. Where is the business today? Where 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 do you, what's happening? Sure. So it's so the so where the business is today is not where is not where it started, at all. Um, so the way that I like to describe it, um, we are we're an MSP managed service provider of IT IT services, computer services. Okay. Essentially, we are a computer department to businesses that are not large enough or for 
one reason or another choose not to have their own on-site uh, IT department. And so they outsource that work to us. Um, on a daily basis, we, we, we pretty much do anything from fielding the help desk calls, you know, printer is not working or Outlook is not starting or internet is slow to, to more advanced projects. Uh, we, we set up network security, we set up um, wireless networks uh, for large campuses. Um, we do emails, anything that a, a large company would, would want or would rely on their IT department to do. That's what we do for our smaller companies. Very cool. I didn't think a printer not responding or a Microsoft's uh, jamming could happen to anyone else. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it's a daily thing for so many times uh, all day long, pretty much. That's and, cool. and, and it happens in the most inopportune time. Yeah, just right when you need it, right? That's when it, uh, it happens. Yeah. So that's a lot of pressure. So, you know, I'm curious, you know, the, this entrepreneurial journey, it seems like it's taking you to all kinds of places and you've probably seen all kinds of businesses. I'm curious as you went through and, you know, starting a business in 2004 might've been a good time, but it sounds like you lived through a couple of, you know, I'm going to call them ups and downs, right? Of the economy. And I'd love to hear your thoughts of what you, you know, what maybe was one of your low, you know, hits that you might've gone through and how did you overcome it? So, so yes, it's a really good question. So it, in order to answer it properly, I just got to share with you how the business started. So, so today we're focusing on small businesses, but when I started the company and the name of the company is the computer guy, um, when I started the company, I was thinking, you know, it, it, it was focusing, the, the, the focus was for residential consumers. So when I was trying to name the company, I was thinking, what would be the most easiest name for people to remember when they're thinking about me? That was like the computer guy. So, so I started as the computer guy fixing computers at people's homes because I, I, at the time I, I figured that 90% of the computers could be fixed on site at people's homes so they don't have to take the computer apart take it to the store leave it there with you know god knows who for days maybe weeks at a time and then and then when it's fixed then they have to take it back to home get under their desk and hook it all like people don't want to do that and at the time we already started to have the tools where we could fix the majority of the problems um, at people's homes so i was you know like a plumber electrician, the computer guy. So that was, that was me. Um, I did not start focusing on the business, on small businesses until much later, until about 2011. Um, I, I started from, from nothing, like zero. So when I decided that I'm going to do my own business, I had zero clients. All I had was a little bit of money and a, you know, I had Microsoft Publisher. I created, I created the flyer and printed out those flyers and started to pass them around in different uh, bulletin boards. So my growth was very, 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 very slow. But over the years, I started to, I, I, would, do, I would do good work and I would, do, I would fix a computer of a person who owned a small business. And then they would be like, oh, well, we have some computers at the business. Why don't you come and take a look at them? So little by little, I started to get 
small business clients. And it wasn't until 2011, 2012 that I actually decided to make a conscious pivot and just focus on them, um, just on small businesses. So the reason why it's important to mention is during the, during the economic um, downturn that we had in 2008, 2009, I was really not focusing on businesses. I was focusing on residential, on, 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 on home, on residential consumers. So it did not, and I didn't have that many, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, but I did not see I did not see that as a big downside for me because you know, there was really nowhere to fall. It was pretty low. I mean, I, I guess I, I can say I was stable. Um, and something that really resonated to me with me at the time, I was fairly young. Um, I had customers that were going through foreclosures and that were, you know, they lost their jobs and they couldn't pay their bills couldn't pay their home. They could have been upside down, whatever, but they're in the process of losing their homes. But yet they still had to rely on my expertise to, to go and fix their computer so that they could look for a job and apply for, you know, and, and try to get a job and fill out the resumes and applications and things along that nature. Um, I would say that the, the low point, just, just to answer your question, the low point for me was in the, in the very beginning. And it was a, a perpetual low point uh, of, trying, of trying to get and like not getting it, um, uh, trying to grow and like not being able to grow. The, the lowest point, point in my time came when, when my parents uh, chose a perfect time to communicate to me uh, about my choice of the career. And, and they chose to do that uh, on my birthday. You know, the whole family was around. So, so, so they were like, they were not very excited about me leaving a uh, stable job um, to, to do this. So they kind of like unloaded on me and, you know, I, I, could, I could take it until I couldn't take it. Uh, but so it was like, it was, it was pretty low. I, I still recall it now. If they listen to this, uh, podcast. I, I'm not. I, it's it's a part of. I'm not blaming them for anything. I'm actually really excited that they did that, because it just fired me up, and I was like, aha. Well, now I'm really not gonna quit. Now I'm really gonna go for it. So uh, I know it was a long answer, but it's okay. I mean, honestly, I always tell people the parents never want to hurt. They always want to promote. So anything that they do is out of love and fear, and they do it based on what they know and what they think is the best for you based on their knowledge then yeah. it's some of your knowledge or the new environment that we're in today but it's you know it's out of good heart so as i'm sure i'm sure 100%. it's a fun conversation today but back then it probably felt like whoa they wanted what was best. if you don't mind we're gonna take a short break and we'll come back i mean obviously we can keep here all day clearly and we'll never be done there's just so much to unfold here but let's take a short break and be right back awesome sounds good Thank you. Welcome back. <clears throat> so, uh, this is fascinating. So you you know you're you're getting you know which is I think typical Ramon right to a lot of entrepreneurs that you start the business and the family might not be as supportive because they're not having this uh, you know most people view it as a stable although we all know that especially after COVID there was nothing stable about any job. So 
you know, you created your own basically career and pathway, and now you're able to provide for other people to work there. And that shift, I'm curious, when you made that shift to go intentionally, to go from personal to business, what was like some of the struggle that you had to overcome? I mean, it sounds like in the beginning, you had to overcome the struggle of knocking a lot of doors to get one, but now it might be a different struggle, I'm assuming, but I don't know. Or maybe a highlight, maybe something that really just opened up and was like, whoa, this is really a big highlight for me and my career owning this business. Either one. Yeah, good, good question. So one of the reasons why I wanted to, why I made the choice to focus on businesses as opposed to residential is because of the quality of service and the, and, and the expectations of what business wants from their IT company. Where at, at home, yes, you want your computer to work, but it's not critical. It's like, okay, you, you know, whatever, you, you know, you can't fix it, we'll buy a new one. Oh, it's not working. I have my phone. I can go and check my email. For business, it's different. For business, they can't function. You know, they can't function without their technology. So um, the expectation of having a resource uh, of a company like my company to be there for them and to help them out really, really excited me. It, it really resonated with the values that I have uh, for my business. However, what also comes with it is a lot of responsibility. When the company starts to rely on you, then, you know, then, then, then they really rely on you and um, being there for them and coming up with solutions to their everyday problems um, was, even though, it, even though it was interesting and exciting, it also carries a lot of responsibility that sometimes, you know, sit, sits there and you, you know, it's not going away. Wow. Yeah. I mean, honestly, we could keep unfolding this for days, but I know I, I, I try to stick within 10 minutes or so talking to these amazing entrepreneurs and hopefully other people will connect with you to, un, to learn from you and, uh, and, and, and follow your path per se. So what would be one of your biggest highlights for your business so far? And I'd love to also hear, you know, if you want to take this opportunity to mention it, like what did you do during COVID as well? So it's kind of like two things, because I know 08 was one challenge, you know, COVID was different challenge, but yet it's another challenge. Maybe it was your highlight. I don't know. So a highlight and how you dealt with COVID. Right. So I... So when COVID hit, you know, nobody knew what is going on. Um, are we going to be in business tomorrow? You know, our clients are closing up, like, uh, like a lot of uncertainty. Thankfully, um, we are not focused on any type of a segment or an industry. We have, we have a lot of healthcare clients. We have a lot of, we have, we have a lot of general business, some manufacturing, even schools that we support. So when, when, um, when all the healthcare pretty much shut down and you have and you have a an owner of a over of a, of a thriving practice that has other three four doctors where they see 150 to 200 patients a day is pretty much shut down and you have that owner checking people in and seeing them right so it's it's very scary but thankfully our other clients continued to operate uh, they were listening they were they were following our recommendations throughout the past several years and we were able to leverage those recommendations to help them work from home seamlessly. So we were extremely busy in the beginning to get everybody who could work from home. And, and so, and so my, myself, you know, my, my, my guys and, and, and me, we were all also were working from home. 
And I would say that the highlight, the, the ultimate highlight is the team of, of TCG, the team of the computer guy. Everybody was working tirelessly. Everybody was working crazy hours in the, during, during, during the area of a lot of uncertainty with people having personal struggles of, you know, again, uncertainty, what's happening with the world and their partners, um, could, you know, losing or, or, you know, losing jobs, being furloughed, laid off, whatever. So it's, it's a, there was a lot of personal things that were happening, but the team really stepped up. And as a result, we were, continue, we were able to continue to provide really good quality of service. And we actually gained some customers as a, as a result of that. So I cannot, I cannot highlight my team enough and I'm just so thankful and, and proud to be on the team with them. Wow, thank you so much. I mean, that's uh, usually to people, it's usually it's a reflection of the purpose or the fraction of you and how you treat your people and how you work with them. So congratulations. And thank you so much for sharing such a wonderful highlight. Roman, uh, we could keep you here all day, all night, <laughs> unfolding all of these stories. But, uh, you know, I wanted to just maybe ask the last question. If you were to advise an aspiring entrepreneur today, what would you say uh, to them? Gotcha. So that's, that's a really good question. Um, if you're in business, you're selling something, right? You're selling your services, you're selling your expertise, whatever, so you're selling something. So there's gotta be a sales component that's involved. And when I was, when I had zero computers to fix and I was trying to get to fix computers, what was going through my mind was that work constituted two things, either being in somebody's home fixing computers or doing whatever I have to do to get into somebody's home to fix computers. And the reason why I think this is important is because there are a lot of distractions, especially when you don't have work to do. So we inadvertently find things that we look at as work, but they're not really work that help us get to where we need to get. So keeping that focus that I, so that work is either me fixing somebody's computer or getting, you know, and that's that like printing out my flyers, going, passing them around, meeting people, you know, hustling, whatever, whatever however you want to describe it. So, and, and that's, that was the funnel that I would took different actions through. Anyway, so I hope, I hope this helps. That's very powerful, actually. So stay in focus at the end of the day, if there's no sale transaction happening, there's really no business. Uh, and if you're not performing some kind of work, there's no work to be done. <laughs> so right. that's very powerful. I think that's a great insight for a lot of people because, yeah, it's easy to get distracted of my flyer is not as pretty as I want it to be. And you're like, I just need to get this flyers out. I got to be talking to people. That's very powerful message. Thank you so much for sharing that. Uh, clearly, I uh, would love to have you again and again and again to uh, keep unfolding all these things. And thank you so much for making that time. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much, Harris.